Welcome to our Texas Frightmare Weekend Special 2022! I won't keep you because there's a lot to cover, but I wanted to point out real quick that the first promo this week is for the People Are Wild podcast. Kim was on a little bit of a break there for a bit. As an ER nurse, she's really busy, but she's back with the kind of medutainment she's known for. Be sure to give her a listen. And do all the nurses a favor and get that COVID booster. Weekend 2022. Woo! In my fabulous room in the Hyatt Regency, DFW, the greatest hotel in the history of hotels. Ever. 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 Fucking amazing. All the best things that have ever happened have happened in this hotel. <laughs> and uh, I am having such a wonderful time, and I am I am exhausted. I am bleary-eyed and exhausted. It is Sunday morning as we are recording this. And I am here alone, and I am Skyping with Pitney because Pitney is not here. No, no. This is the first time... Actually, it's the first time I've ever been to a con without Pitney. Wow. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. Because I don't think... I can't think of any con that I ever went to... Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Because I know I've been to a lot of cons without you. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Wow. And definitely, I mean, it's it's especially weird being at Frightmare. I mean, being at Frightmare alone, but being at Frightmare without you is particularly weird because this is our thing. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. And I got to say... I mean, I know we're going to get into the con later, but I just got to say that I am particularly brokenhearted not being there this year because I wanted to meet Ginger Lynn Allen. I know. I wanted her to autograph my Vice Academy DVDs. (laughs) God damn it. And I mean, maybe, maybe she's doing this a lot now. Maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe she'll come back next year. We never know. Well, she's too old to do porn anymore. So maybe this is how she has to make her money. <laughs> I mean, there's always, there's always grandma porn. Oh, but, she, can, you know. she can be the star of Gum and Granny's 3. <laughs> <laughs> Slamming Granny in the fanny. <laughs> Oh, she's so talented. She's so very, very talented. But I gotta say, I like, you know, I like was looking at pictures, you know, of her recently. Yeah, that bitch is not attractive. I just don't get it. Yeah, I never, I've never really gotten the Ginger Lynn thing. Like she was kind of cute at best. Like at 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 the best she ever looked, she was just forty years ago. Yeah, but even but even then, at her absolute, at the height of her attractiveness, she was okay. 
But there, but there are absolutely men who think that she's, you know, the shit, including a particular creep that I met yesterday. Uh, but uh, uh, I'll uh, talk about him later. Yeah, but, oh, she's <laughs> such a fine actress. Oh, she is a thespian. Because thespians. nobody puts hand on the hip and says, Daddy! <laughs> better than she does. <laughs> Oh, she's she is she is a gift. That's what she is. Anyway, Vice Academy one, watch it if you have not seen it. Anyway, oh my god, yeah. if you've been listening to our show and you haven't watched <laughs> Vice Academy yet, what the hell are you even doing with your life? <laughs> In fact, I was texting to my friend Sylvia the other night something about Vice Academy. And she was like, what are you talking about? And so I sent her like a, like a screenshot of, you know, the movie poster. And she was like, oh, whatever. (laughs) Didn't even want to talk about it. She has not lived. It is not not for everyone. Although I did make Sarah watch it. I could see Sarah finding reasons to enjoy it. Uh, She pretended to be amused. (laughs) I think she was just like, oh, Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've had many friends over the years that I have forced them to watch the scene. Oh, absolutely. The scene. The scene and, that we acted out for Linnea. Yes. And <laughs> all of those friends have ended up mouthing it along with me and laughing. So it because... has merit. It has it's so fucking great. It's so great. <laughs> but, anyway, but anyway, we could do a whole yes. show on Vice Academy that yes. nobody would want to listen to. So <laughs> we will stop. But let's let's talk briefly about uh, why you're not here. There's there's good reasons. Inconvenient, but good. Because you got yeah. a little promotion at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had plane tickets. Anyway, I ended up getting a very unexpected promotion at work. (laughs) And I say unexpected because I've had a lot of health problems in the past year. Right. My foot, my knee. My neck, my back, my pussy, and my Yada, 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 yada. I've had to do all... Yeah, I'm just like an old... I'm like an old fart now, like covered (laughs) with arthritis. Yes. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, so I was having to take a lot of sick days and stuff, right? Yeah. And because of that, I decided to go what they call on demand, which is basically I was scheduled one day a week and I could just go in how I wanted. Right. And then when that ended, I was like, okay, well, I'm feeling better. Everything is solved. Well, not solved, but treated, you know, any better. Mm-hmm. It's like, so, you know, I want to go back full time. Right. Oh, okay. And then it turned into, oh, well, you know, there's a thing for a team lead in this. And I was like, okay. I thought I was on their shit list for having to go on demand, but apparently they just love me. Right. 
So I was hired as the team lead, and so I'm going through all this training right now. Right. At another location to learn basically everything there is to know about the store that I work for. Right. Um, which is both interesting and not interesting. Well, anytime you get into the the nuts and bolts of anything, it it's there's always the oh god, this is fucking tedious. But yeah. You know. But anyway, but that's why I'm not there is because I got a promotion and I was not able to take time off because I have to do 6 weeks of training at another location. Uh, and I go back to my home location. I'm going to be the team lead of where I was working before. Which is kind of cool. So does that mean, because wasn't the team lead that you worked under before, wasn't that someone that you had a, that was just awful and an asshole? And- yeah, I mean, I liked her kind of, sort of. And, um, yeah, I mean, But whatever. is she still there? Oh, she's still there, but she has been moved. Ah, interesting. Into another area. Interesting. And- and, you know, when I see her, I'm like, oh, hi, how you doing? And she's always like, oh, I could be better. Oh, I'm not. She hates where she is. And it's like, yeah, because you're a bitch. Well, you know, <laughs> she's just a, a ray of fucking sunshine, I'm sure. Because you're a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So that's so good Anyway, so that's why, yeah, that's why I'm not there. And you've been having all kinds of fun the last couple of days. Like, almost the second I got here, your life became, like, a huge adventure. Oh, shit. So I had, I guess I can describe it as, what, a heart incident? An incident, an episode. I don't know what, I don't know what word people use for that. Yeah, so the last couple of nights, I've woken up with my heart racing. Like, yeah. I can feel it physically in my chest beating crazy and this noise in my ears right like as my blood pressure is so high and then headaches and i was like oh i guess i need to go to the doctor right she was very concerned i was not i thought it was just some weird thing so anyway ekg stress test ultrasound right the whole shebang and then i find out in a couple days the result of all of that but like i told you on the phone um if it was real serious she would have just made me go to the hospital right like you weren't in the middle of something yeah, that needed to be taken it's care a of right away a little weird it's a little weird and i'm just like okay yeah i am in my 50s now and right I thought I'd be 30 forever, and that's not happening. <laughs> but, I mean, clearly, if you had had a heart attack, and they could have told that by the EKG, they, they would oh, they have, yeah, they would have been treating you like someone who had just had a heart attack. So, so it's probably yeah. safe to assume that you didn't just have a heart attack. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's good. And then the other thing that happened and we will not dwell on this for more than a minute. So last night about one twenty in the morning, 
I hear this, Pitney, Pitney, help me, help me, Pitney. Oh, God. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, God, what is going on? And my poor 89-year-old mother is laying in the hallway throwing up. And, oh my god, the poor thing, god bless her, the poor thing must have thrown up for 20 minutes. I have to ask, is the hallway still carpeted or is it wood? No, it's wood, thank god. Okay, I was going to say, <laughs> cleanup is a very different situation. So there was that, and then this morning, I mean, she is like dragging ass, and I'm oh, like, sure. are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. I'm feeling fine. I was like, no, I can tell you're not fine. Oh, no, I'm fine. Right. You know, but anyway, so there's that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> so you've had a fun couple of days. Oh, yeah. I've had a fun couple of days. I know, and I know you would much rather be here. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> This is Kim, your friendly neighborhood ER nurse. I'm the host of People Are Wild, the only podcast that claims to bring medical entertainment, medutainment, on a weekly basis. I can be found on your favorite podcast listening app, iTunes, and Google Play, and you can talk to me on Twitter at People Are Wild. <laughs> Oh, I just got to say about the con. Uh-huh. On the Texas Frightmere Facebook fan page, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody was posting pictures of, you know, oh, I bring in all this stuff. And it was like, you know, a cooler and booze and food and, right. you know. And what was one of the comments? Don't forget deodorant. Oh, no, really? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, it made me think. Of, of course. Don't forget your deodorant. Oh. <laughs> Who knew Verity's dad was on the Texas Frightmare Weekend Facebook group? <laughs> oh, my God. I still, I want, I want to make a movie or record an album or something. Where the title is, Don't Forget Your Deodorant. <laughs> oh, my God. Even though I'm not a filmmaker or a musician. You know? Well, you just have to get someone else to do it. So, anyway, Texas Frightmare 2022. Yes. Tell me about it. Well, let's see. I guess I guess I should start at the very beginning because there is... You know, part of the whole Frightmare experience is the drive up. And what would you say is the most important part of the drive to Frightmare? Oh, and the Carl's Jr. in Waco. Of course. Here's <laughs> the tragedy of, of the drive on Thursday. So... For some reason, I'm going, and, and yes, I, I will say this. Um, yes, there is always construction. Of course there is. I-35, which, I mean, we probably mention it every time, every time we talk about Frightmare. I-35 is, you know, like the highway that runs from, you know, Mexico to Canada, 
it just kind of cuts the high, cuts the country in half. And it's always under fucking construction. Always. Yes. At some point between always. Austin and, and Dallas, it's always it's always under construction. And definitely in Waco, it's always under construction. But always. it has never, ever <laughs> been like it is right now. Oh, I can't even imagine how it could be worse. Um, it was so bad that I couldn't have pulled off to find the Carl's Jr. if I wanted to. I was oh. desperate to pee and I was starving oh. to death. Oh. I couldn't pull off the highway because the construction was so intense. Everything was narrowed in and every bit of the highway was rerouted. Like where you, the highway is, is slightly to the left of where it's supposed to be. None of the signs are where they're supposed to be. There's, you know, you, you have your normal, like, next exit, and then you have, like, the, the, the fast food and the gas stations and whatever that are coming up at the next exit. None of those signs, for the entire fucking city of Waco, none of those signs were up. Ugh. And so, like, when you're first approaching Waco, like, you know, you know you're entering Waco when... Well, when you're coming from the south, when you see on the left the thing that was a very, very old Kentucky Fried Chicken a long time ago, and then it be, and, but now it's a Mexican place, but for a while it was a karate studio. Yeah. <laughs> um. Because it's shaped like it, like an old Kentucky Fried Chicken of yore with the steeple and the, you know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But it's like you know that building. That is a major landmark. That, that that's how you know you're in Waco now. By the time you hit that, everything goes to shit. And I kept thinking any second now, like I, you know, like, and you never quite know. Like, I think I spotted our Denny's, but everything was, I saw Buzzard Billy's, but I never saw the sign for Buzzard Billy's. I never saw the billboard saying Buzzard Billy's was coming up. And I never saw the exit for it, but I saw the restaurant as I was passing because it's near the river. Remember? Mm -hmm. And so I spotted the restaurant because it's very distinctive. Oh, yeah. That's on the other side of the highway when you're going there. Right. Yeah. 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 And and the Carl's Jr. is also on the other side of the highway. But like, so like, I know, like there was, there was places that felt familiar, but I was completely disoriented. I never saw a Carl's Jr. Period. So, but that doesn't, but that doesn't mean it's not there. But the problem is I was fearing for my life every second because I couldn't take my eyes off the road for more than like a second to glance around Mm -hmm. because there were no fucking signs and the traffic was terrible and it was still moving extremely fast, but it was all very narrow. And I kept thinking this is going to end any second And then I'll be able to breathe and I can pull off the highway. The first opportunity I had to pull off the highway, we were out of Waco. Oh. And I'm like, I'm just going to stay on the feeder road until I see a place. Oh, and I I think that's right about when I texted you. I don't. 
I'm not sure. Because you had texted me, oh, I'm just outside of Waco, and it was terrible. <laughs> well, because I did eventually stop because I had to, I drove on the feeder road, hoping to, um, hoping to find a place that I could eat and pee, and there was fucking nothing. Because I was in the middle of goddamn nowhere because I wasn't in Waco anymore. And I ended up seeing a sign for like, if you go, if you turn here and go under the highway, on the other side was a gas station that had a taco place in it. Okay. Now, remember the old abandoned haunted house? Oh, I do. Yeah. I drove past that on the free, on the feeder road. That's Uh how out in the middle of nowhere I was. Because that is out in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, so I stopped at that place and it was like seedy gas station that had, that definitely was semi truck stoppish. Mm-hmm. Like the gas pumps had a really, really tall roof over them so that trucks could stop there. So the bathrooms were semi nice, not really. Um, and then there was like a place that had like tacos and burgers and whatever. And I, I ate there. But the really important thing about this place was the gift shop connected to the gas. That was the gas station that had an entire wall of crosses that you could purchase. Oh, of course. And more than one of them was decorated with bullets. Because <laughs> that's what you I was just going to ask of. if there were crosses with Trump on them. <laughs> But, you know, when you think of Jesus, you think of bullets, you know. Of course And you shotgun do. shells. And there were oh some... Oh, my God. There were some, like, tchotchkes <laughs> that were fascinating. And if I thought I could get away with taking pictures of them without, like, drawing unnecessary attention to myself. Oh. I mean, my, my turquoise hair and, you know, my weird outfit was not doing me any favors trying to be incognito in, in Elmont, Texas. Um, actually I was just, I was just outside of Elmont. I think, uh, I, I think I realized after I got back in the car that I was actually just North of Elmont actually, but yeah. (laughs) And the burger I had was fine. And the, you know, and I got to have a bottle of Mexican Coke. That was the best thing. Oh, see, that's good. And I took the bottle with me because how often do you get to have a bottle of Mexican Coke? Yes. You know, that's fabulous. That was, that was definitely the highlight of that experience. But like, um, weird, like, uh, salt and like, like a ceramic salt and pepper shaker thing where it's like a bass, like a fish with its mouth open, but then like the two salt and pepper shakers like fit inside its mouth. Like really oh. stupid. Who buys that shit? But you know, people do. People do. Yeah. I mean, uh, some of it was just so insanely tacky that it was just like, it just, it makes me wish like we don't have Stuckies out here. Like I miss Stuckies, you know? The last time yeah, I saw that sort of was like, you know, that sort of stuff is so like Winnebago by the lake, you know. It's so, <laughs> it's so delightful. It's so wonderfully classy, and I just, I, I love it. But um, and then I, and then the the fun part, of course, and of course I'm as I, that that was when um I set up my GPS because I don't need my GPS until I get closer. Yeah. Yeah. And. 
because and I and I was smart enough to not just say get me to the airport. I was smart enough to put in the actual address of the hotel because it would tell me exactly what turns to take merge left and and take your next right you know like yeah, once you're in I, the airport I do complex. remember going to that hotel and once you're there in Fort Worth I remember like crazy construction and shit well right around there is that all done now well that's hard to say because here's a problem with the GPS there was a long period of time. You know how, like, usually when you have your GPS on and it doesn't fucking shut up? You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Continue north. Like, every 30 seconds, continue yeah. north. And it and, and you wish it would shut up. But then sometimes it's like, the GPS hasn't talked for 20 minutes. Is it still on? But I'm driving yeah. through fucking Dallas, Texas, and the traffic and the highways are terrifying, and I can't even glance at my phone for a second, or I will yeah. die. So yeah. I kept thinking, I, w- I was looking for signs for, like, the airport, and I saw an exit, and it wasn't until after I took the exit, because it said, DFW Air- Airport, North Entrance. And Mm -hmm. it was the first exit I saw that was for the airport. So I took it. And as I was taking it, I realized that the next one was DFW Airport South Entrance. And But as I was driving, I realized I'm approaching from the south. So really, I should have taken the south entrance. Oh, okay. So I ended up being on the highway way longer than I probably should have. Oh. Because I had to circle all the way around to the other side of the airport. Yeah, yeah. However, it's still, a lot of it still felt quite familiar. Because we've been lost driving around Dallas so many times. Oh, many. Many, many, many times. (laughs) It's, driving around the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex (laughs) is a fucking nightmare. And the people who live there who act like, it's really easy, and the highway system around there is just... It's like, what? There's nothing weird about it at all. It's perfectly fine. It's like, no, fuck you. It's terrible. Oh, and I will say, too, and I, I, I will stand by this till the day I die. There is no asshole driver more of an asshole than a Dallas driver. Oh, my God. If you learn to drive in Dallas... Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's, the, it's the fucking worst. But then... But there is nothing better... When you get there and you pull into the, the, the complex. Oh, that's another thing. I think the south entrance is the one that has the Hyatt place. Because as I'm pulling in, that entrance doesn't look familiar. Like, I'm not recognizing oh, buildings. Okay. So I'm like, okay, well, clearly this is not the exit I'm going to take. Because I'm going to exit the south way and I'm going to know where the fuck I am. Yeah. Because the Hyatt place is right outside that exit. Which means that convenience store and that jack-in-the-box and that other shit oh, is right fucking there. our Hyatt place. Yes, yes. our Hyatt yes. place that we love. So I was kind of looking for that and realizing, oh, yeah, I'm not going to see that. So, um, but when I, when I pull in and you start going towards Terminal C and you start seeing signs for the Hyatt Regency and then you go around that curve and then all of a sudden the world just like, oh, and there it is, the beautiful Hyatt Regency. And it's like, this place is just, 
it is everything. It is the center of the fucking universe. It is the happiest place on earth. Oh yeah, it is. Fuck Disneyland. Is. This is the happiest place on earth. And they it's have everything. done. It's Frightmare. It's Acon. Yes. It's the Noslin yes. wedding. Oh my god. The Noslin wedding. <laughs> it's it's Uncommon Con. It's the worst person in the world. And yeah. oh and his, yes, and it his, is the uh, source of and his codpiece with the uh, green hand holding an eyeball oh. worn, in the, worn in the genital area. Uh, it's yes. so many things. It's so that many hotel is the source of well, you sure did a good job of ignoring me in Dallas. Aren't you, Mister Vagina? <laughs> No, actually, no, I'm sorry. That was the Sheraton, now that I think about it. That was the Sheraton. Yeah. Pardon and again, me, that was a different con. I'm going to say again, <laughs> someday I'm going to make a movie or I'm going to record an album and the name of it is going to be Ignoring Him in Dallas. Is that going to be the sequel to Don't Forget the Deodorant? <laughs> Frightmare episode, I knew going in that it was going to be super long and all over the place, so I'm just going to give you a very quick horror-related visual you can look up later. Perhaps you've seen Hellraiser 2, or maybe you've just listened to our episode about the Hellraiser movies and you're like, eh, that's enough. But you've probably heard us talk about skinless Julia, because we just think she's fabulous. Anyway, I'm pretty sure the inspiration for how these people in Hellraiser come back from the dead all skinless and sinewy, was a super badass statue in Milan of St. Bartholomew. Now, Bartholomew was one of Christ's apostles, and on a trip to India, where a city was supposedly under the control of a demon named Astaroth, who might be the same demon from the Hammer film To the Devil a Daughter, but I'd need to read up more on that turned out that doing battle with a demon upset the local pagans, who had Bart put to death. Because in these stories, pagans are always such reactionary jerk-offs. And the manner of his torture and death was that they flayed him. Slowly. Like, so he could watch his own skin being removed from his body. Other versions of the story have him also beheaded, sometimes crucified... But the flaying is sort of his thing. And like with all religious iconography, that's where things get fun. Most paintings, especially pre-Renaissance, try to not be super gruesome. But they'll have him holding the knife that was used to remove his skin. And sometimes, even though he'll look normal, he'll be holding some skin. Kind of like how St. Lucy is shown with eyes in her face but she's also holding the eyes that were gouged out. Which brings us back to Milan. 
1562. During the Renaissance, a lot was being learned about anatomy, so artists were really into showing off muscles. But what Marco de Agrate created for the Duomo in Milan takes that to a new level. Bartholomew is standing serene and relaxed, and nude except for the long drape of his own skin that he wears over his shoulders and around his waist. This statue is unsettling, but it is gorgeous, and it shows the human body as an incredibly beautiful creation and was unlike anything people had ever seen before, outside of an anatomy illustration. It's a hell of a thing to be confronted with every Sunday at Mass, I'll tell you that. Okay. So they've definitely, I mean, obviously we haven't been here since 2019 and COVID definitely changed a lot of things about the way stuff is run here. And because there's a lot more kind of contactless aspects of things. And one thing that's sad that we kind of knew, um, Mr. G's, which was the steakhouse down the hall that had the old man whose job it was to stand in that hallway and say yes! hi to people. Uh, I don't know what happened to the oh, old man. Oh, and he was so nice. It makes me sad. Mr. G's is still technically there, but it is now a sushi place. And because I did not get the Carl's Jr. on the way up, and I had, you know, a sad little cheeseburger in a gas station, mm-hmm. um... I, I was going to treat myself to a good dinner. And that, and that was actually like a bar with sushi. And I'm like, hell yeah, that's what I'm doing. And I went down there and I had me a couple of sushi rolls and a couple of old fashions. And it was fucking fantastic. But that second old fashioned really kicked my ass. Uh, <laughs> it was, I did not realize how strong the first one was until I got a little ways into the second one. And I realized I've had way too much alcohol, but um, it was, it was quite lovely. And um, God damn it. That sushi was good, but I was not too drunk to be unable to eat my sushi with my chopsticks. Because I didn't even get normal cutlery. I was only given chopsticks, and I had no trouble eating oh. my sushi. Fucking fantastic. Really, really good. That spicy tuna roll was goddamn delicious. And um, so far, and, and the food has all been really, really good. I am not allowing myself to be concerned about price of things, because it's, it's a fucking hotel and I'm an adult. Oh, and I will say an, another thing that was fabulous was that the the next uh, the next morning, uh, Frito, who our listeners would know, is my friend my friend Frito, who came on the show during Pitney's absence. Mm-hmm. Um, Frito lives up here, and so Frito came and had lunch with me, and we had a wonderful time. And while Frito and I were hanging out in um, the lobby bar area, which is normally where where you know the the normal Friday morning. Friday morning and afternoon hangout so you can watch the famous people check in and get themselves some coffee. Uh, So Frida got to do that with me while we were having some lunch. And so he got to experience with me. Well, not only did I get to sit in a chair that had just been vacated by Lance Henriksen. So I got to absorb Lance Henriksen's butt warmth. 
Awesome. And God, what is he like? He's like 85 now, right? I don't know, but you know what? He can still think, he can yeah. still get it as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and I and I'm positive that his room is on my floor. That he and I are uh, both on the 7th floor because uh yesterday morning uh he and I got on the elevator at the same time. Oh. He's he's adorable. I mean, he's a little old man, but he is adorable and he can still get it. I know and I know you're married, but if you were not married being on the same floor the night the Conan <laughs> You can go and get some of that Viagra cock. <laughs> oh lordy, oh lordy! I don't know. There's, there's, there's some other rather choice con guest action going on here. But I want, I want to do Matthew Lillard. Well, I, you yeah. know, I was going to mention the other people that I saw. Uh, at the at you know getting getting some coffee and what and whatnot and what and Matthew Lillard was one, Matthew Lillard who is definitely the star of this fucking con. He is, yeah. I mean, he is definitely any con you go to anywhere he is. Every single person who meets him has said that he is the nicest person they've ever met in their life. Oh, I saw it. We I, we saw it. In person together a few yeah. years ago. Yeah. He yeah. is so sweet and just so gracious. And yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a woman posted a, posted a, a little story of her, of, of her meeting him, uh, in, in his ta- table in the dealer's room. And she wrote a little story about, uh, how she was, you know, she was just sort of after their conversation, like when they took some selfies together, and then when she was getting ready to leave, he pulled her in for one more hug so that he could whisper, so that he could quietly tell her to stop being so hard on herself and that she's, and that she's really beautiful and she needs to stop talking down about herself. Aww. And I'm like, God damn it. She's going to make me cry. I don't even know her, but he is like literally that wonderful to strangers I know, and I remember, okay, when we were there, remember when we were there and they, he was, like, doing, like, that photo op outside of the mystery machine? But yeah, when they did the Scooby-Doo shit, yeah. And I remember telling you, just me being just silly and stupid, whatever. Right. And I was like, oh my god, he's even hotter in real life. Right. And there was some woman in front of us, and I, I don't know if you, you, you probably remember this, and you sort of kind of looked at me and laughed. <laughs> Do you remember that? He's stunningly <laughs> attractive. I mean... Because, God damn it, that man is hot in real life. He's He is definitely one of those people that it's amazing to think he's just walking around on the earth looking like that. He's you know, and all right, you know, he's happily marrying and kids, but God damn it, Matthew Lillard. Matthew Lillard's amazing. If y'all want to change, hello, I'll give you my number. He's got all that going on, and he's not an asshole. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. And so we had, so we had him. We had uh, Julian Sands, who can also get it. Um, Robert England walked through back and forth a million times. Robert England is always on the go. Uh, and then of course, Ross Marquand, who is Aaron on Walking Dead and who is so pretty, so fucking pretty with his big bushy beard. (laughs) Yeah. Was he part of like, isn't there like, I I don't watch the show, so I don't know. So I'm, 
totally in ignorance. Yeah, you've only watched it scarcely enough that you don't is know who anyone he, is. Um, I understand there's a gay couple on there. Is he part of the gay couple or no? He, when he started, he he is a gay character. Um, uh-huh. He has not been part of a couple in a while. His, oh, okay. His great, his great love... Um, his great love died a while back because you know there was there was a war. His great love was a casualty in the great savior war of of uh, season six. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then and then he had a brief uh, relationship that I thought was a little weird, just because there was another gay character and they never really. I just thought they were friends, but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, were they together? Are we supposed to assume they were a couple just because they were two gay guys that would hang out? Oh, like, okay. are we supposed to okay. assume they were fucking? I didn't know that was a thing. But, but yeah. Now, but he... okay, and so the Norman Reedus character. Uh-huh, Daryl. Obviously, yeah. it's man and woman, blah, 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 blah. Is he bi or is he just straight? Um, actually, for a really long time, I considered Daryl to be completely asexual because... Daryl! Okay, I couldn't think of that. I know, I know. <laughs> Daryl, uh... And in fact, I thought Norman considered him to be asexual as well because he just... Well, the way Norman described it, he, he, he wouldn't know what to do even if a woman approached him. Like, he basically was just like, Daryl, you know, he's got no game. He's got, he, he doesn't even know yeah. how anything works. Um, but then they had this storyline within the last year or so where Daryl, I mean, he, start, he started, he, he started getting some confidence and he started getting some flirtation, but then he had like a, like a kind of a, relationship with this woman out in the woods for a bit who she's dead now fuck her she she's horrible okay but, but okay so his character is straight which is yeah. fine Stra- which is straight. fine yeah. i'm just asking yeah but <laughs> i just vaguely remember some sort of discussion or something about that and uh, you know well um there was a period where uh aaron the guy that ross marquand plays he and he and um, Aaron and Daryl became buddies, and that was a very cool. That was a very cool thing because Daryl is such a for for a guy who basically grew up a feral child following around his meth addict redneck brother. Um, Daryl was just so primed to be successful in the zombie apocalypse, but he, uh, you know, he he basically was a little bit like his awful redneck racist piece of shit brother, but Daryl uh-huh. was obviously the nice one of the two. And, but he, he didn't have, like he didn't have enough self-confidence to be like a racist asshole because he wouldn't have thought of himself to be superior to anybody. Uh, so, okay. so he couldn't possibly be a bigot because that would, that would imply that he thought he was better than anyone. Um, but so he, there was this period where uh, Aaron and his and his partner uh, Eric uh, invited Daryl over to dinner because they had th- their settlement. They actually had like houses and you know like they were fairly mm-hmm. safe where they lived. And there was this incredibly cute thing where they had Daryl over for dinner, and it was like the first time Daryl ever washed his hair. 
Daryl, like, he put on a clean shirt, and he washed his hair, and it was like, that's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Ooh, and was there, like, a hot three-way scene? No, but there was a lot of, there was a lot of memes about, like, like, oh my god, this is so cute, are they, you know, are they gonna try to adopt him? Like, do they wanna, uh, you know, can, can, can we keep him? He's so cute. <laughs> now, is he there at the con? Who? Norman? Yeah. Oh, god, no. Oh, okay. okay. No, we do. We do have two Walking Dead people here. We have um, we have Aaron, and we have uh, Emily Kinney, who died on the show a long, 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 long time ago. And uh, she she played this girl Beth, who died, God, got a fucking million years ago. Oh, okay. I can't even remember how many years ago it was now. It was very sad. She was a character I didn't give a shit about, and then they, they found a way to make me give a shit about of her. They, they made me care about her right before they killed her. It's like they're really good at that. But but anyway. So but, it's like the Tasha Yar. Nobody cares about Tasha Yar, and now she's gone, and now she still does appearances even now. <laughs> Tasha Yar was on Walking Dead for a while, you know. I know. Oh my god, I remember the last Frightmare I was at. She was there. Is she there? Denise Crosby? Denise Crosby? No. no. Okay. But she was on Walking Dead for a bit. She she was a cannibal. Yeah. She was living in this in the group of cannibals. Because I remember, but, but I think my last Frightmare, she was there. All I remember about the last time we were at Frightmare was... Tim Curry and Sam Raimi and Ted Raimi and Bruce Campbell and yeah. I don't really remember anybody else. But anyway, but anyway, I'm I'm going I'm going way 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 I'm veering way off topic. I so, know, but it's exciting. No, I know. <laughs> Yes. Um, I think we need to give them a thing, Spike. We can give them a drop that they could plan out their yes, shows. Yes, I think we've uh, got to find some time and get, get time to do, do that. I think we should do it right now. I think we should do it right now. Look, I'll show you how easy it is, Spike. <laughs> Watch this. I'm just going to do it live. Okay, do it live. Like that bloke screams. I'm just going to do it live. Watch this. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical... I can't do it now. I can't speak. <laughs> Too much pressure. I'll try again. I'll try again. I'll try again. Take 52. Hi, this is Dr. Dan from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, and you are listening to the most bitchin' boutique. See? That was easy, wasn't it? Okay. They could send us one, we could play it in ass. Yeah, you yeah. Right, you do it. Yeah. Right, what do you want me to say? Whatever, whatever comes to mind. Hi, this is Spike from the Two Skeptical Chaps podcast, who ain't no bitch, but you're listening to the bitchin' boutique. Oh, that was good. I think I hope they use that. Let's see if they cut it and put it in their next show. Diplomatic community. <laughs> You know, when I was seeing the the celebrities getting their coffee and whatnot, like the con hadn't even started yet, you know, because it doesn't start until like six o'clock on Friday evening. Yeah, yeah. You know, when when the, the when the doors finally open. And I made a beeline to the tattoo table because I had already been in contact with the, with the uh, uh, the tattoo people because I because they were totally into like like oh yeah totally we can fit you in absolutely and. Because there was so much Wi-Fi crap going on, on on the lower level because of so many people being down there, they couldn't get the, the printer to connect. And so 
I had to go back the next morning. Like she could take all the stuff up to the room, print off everything she needed for the next day, and then we could all come back the next day and she could do our yeah, tattoo. Yeah. So I got my tattoo Saturday morning of my little uh vintage Halloween decoration on my on my forehead. It is fabulous. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it's, it's fabulous. It's in it's in the uh uh, the plasma and little bits of ink oozing out stage under yeah. the big plastic wrap thing stuck to my arm, but it's 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 healing beautifully, and it's not itching yet. It's it's all it's all still doing very very well. Good, you know. And I told my mom that you were getting a tattoo at the con, Fabulous. and she was like, "Oh, that Amelia, God bless her. She's such a free spirit." Oh my god. <laughs> It was quite glamorous to be in the middle of the dealer's room, literally in the middle of the dealer's room, getting tattooed. And people are coming by going, wait, are those, are you getting an action? Is that like real tattoos? It's like, well, can't you hear the It's like, yeah, it's a real tattoo. And people were just completely freaking out that they were giving actual tattoos right there. It's like, they do this every year where it's like, there's so many people that are like fucking frightmare newbies. And it's like, I shouldn't, I shouldn't be like against those people, but okay. I'm just going to say this. Um, there's been some nonsense on Facebook where, okay. Imagine, imagine you're going to a con for the first time. And would would you have ever, even when you were like a teenager and you were fucking stupid, would you have asked the question, can you go to a, can you go to the convention dressed as a character if that person isn't going to be at the convention? Oh my God, really? Yeah. Fucking adults asking these questions. Like, can I go to the, can I go dressed as Jason if there isn't going to be anyone there from Friday the 13th? What are they going to do? Arrest you? It's like, like, what the fuck? (laughs) There's there's fucking, you can dress up as anything you fucking want. Oh my God. It's like, you can dress up or not dress up. There, there are not rules about this shit. My God. I mean, so many of the, of the stupidity stuff, but, but a lot of the stupidity is people are, now granted, it is very fucking crowded, but there are reasons for that. The big reason is that, for example, the, my wristband, this pass, I bought this in 2019 for the May 2020 con. This is the last this is the last year, this is the last event that I can use this pass for because the May 2020 event got postponed three times and became the September 2021 event. But they are so, Lloyd and Co. are so generous and wonderful that they understood that not everybody was going to be able to go or you know, in September last year. And so they allowed us to continue just, you know, not, 
Not like we're going to give you a refund and then you have to try to buy a badge again. Because like if, if somebody, if you have one, you have it. Like why would we make you refund it and then buy another one? Yeah, yeah. But like for the, in, like for example, like yours, because like I bought two back then. Yeah, so I was just going to say, by the way, I owe you like what, $45? No, it's like 20 bucks. <laughs> These things, because when you buy them on day one, they don't, they barely cost anything. Oh, okay, because yeah, I was going to ask you don't about even, that, because I was like, oh shit, I, I think I owe her like $45. But see that, but see, these are, you know... But but see oh. but see these things are like these things are like nothing. But but the thing yeah, is, yeah, I will PayPal it to you. Oh, don't even worry about it. <laughs> but like, so we have people who are here who didn't come in September because they had to keep track of all the people who bought a badge for 2020 who used them already, and then there's. Okay, if you bought one in 2020 and didn't use it in September, they had to do surveys like, are you going to use it this year? You know, and th they were trying to keep track, like trying to get a sense of of how many people were going to be here this year because they were trying to figure out how many tickets should we sell because based on how many tickets were sold oh, in the past. Oh, because I know they have to have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they have to control that. And it was very, very hard for them to have a sense of how many oh, people are showing right. up. Yeah, because they have that. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. And okay. on top of that, so like, like you remember what a clusterfuck 2019 was because Tim Curry was there. Sam Raimi was there. And Sam Raimi doesn't do cons. You yeah. know, it was a fucking nightmare. And plus, that was our first experience doing the whole photo op thing and having to deal with what that is like and yeah. standing in line for four hours and shit. Imagine there were people yesterday there, or there were people on Friday. I'll, I'll, I'll back up to Friday. There were people who stood in line on Friday for nine hours for Robert England. I saw that online. And did yeah. not get to see him. And so they got up and got in line at 5 a.m. yesterday to make damn oh, sure I saw that they that did. online. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And yeah. all yeah. I could think is, I'm so glad that my goal coming to a convention is not I need to get a, a thing signed. Yeah. That I don't come to these things to get things signed because if I did, then my entire experience is standing in line for shit. Oh yeah. And it's kind of funny that you say that because I was, it was Ace Fraley's birthday yesterday or the day before. I feel, yeah, it's, I know it's been recent. Anyway, yeah. within the last couple days, it was, Ace, it was yeah. Ace Fraley's birthday. And I was thinking about that Frightmare where Ace was there. Oh, God. And I was like, oh, fuck. We would sooner die than stand in line all day. I know, but part of me was, remember, I brought my Dynasty Tour program. Yep, exactly. Yep. And I was like, oh, maybe I should have waited in line and paid this asshole $75 or whatever, yeah. to yeah. sign this. Yeah, because when are you ever going to get the chance again? And I yeah. had a little bit of regret. And I was right. just like, oh, you know. So right. 
but I was actually thinking about that the other day. It's like, oh, maybe I should have waited like an old day to have him be like, mm-hmm. To have, to have Ace Fairly be an asshole to you for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I will say one <laughs> other thing about Robert England because while I was getting my tattoo, a lady came up and um, Sean, the main tattoo guy, had... Um, because they'll they'll do things for when people want to get someone's signature tattooed on them. Uh-huh. Um, they they'll say you know before you go come to us we'll prepare the area we'll sterilize the area so that when you go and make sure they sign it with a sharpie so that it's ster- you know with a clean brand new sharpie so it's sterile <laughs> and then you come straight this back is just here making me laugh because you know my mind is going crazy. Why? <laughs> Why? Oh, I'm just thinking of asses and tits and pussies and you know. Well, this is Robert Englund's signature on a late on a lady's thigh. I know, but I'm just thinking like I'm I, I'm envisioning. But it's also in the middle of a dealer's room, and no one's getting no one's getting their pussy lips tattooed in the middle of the dealer's room. But that's I'm envisioning you. Never in a million years. <laughs> You're getting your ass tattooed with his signature, you know. Never. I wouldn't stand in line for him anyway. But anyway, so but she came back by because she had had it tattooed the day before, uh-huh. and. And I I had heard them talking to other people about how about how they how they do that. So I knew how I knew how it was done. But while she was working on my arm, this lady came up to, because she wanted to come back to show them how good it looked at you mm-hmm. know the next day and how it was healing so well. And and I was like and I, I made her turn around to show me. And what one thing that's really incredible, you know, Robert Englund, really awesome dude. If he signs your body, he doesn't charge you for it. If you're if he oh. if he signs your skin because you're getting his autograph tattooed on you, he wouldn't charge you for that. Oh. And hey. and he signs his name very carefully and very legibly. His signature, I've never it was beautiful. It's like he has lovely That's handwriting. That's super cool. He I mean, you know he I mean, this is after like like all day of exhausting all this shit and all these fucking assholes out there bitching about how horrible this con is and how unorganized this con is and everything's terrible and they do everything oh, wrong please. and I, everything takes too long. Man, and that is the most organized con in the history of the, all cons. These people care about the guests and the fans more than any con yes. I've ever gone to. This woman... I mean, I've the so many people are having the time of their lives and the people who are bitching, I want to know what fucking con they have gone to that was not crowded, that didn't have they didn't have to wait in a line for something. That I don't I don't understand what these people I want to know what hotel they go to where all the food costs 99 cents and you don't have to wait uh, they for anything. They may have gone to a con once in you know, bumfuck Arizona in 1982. Yeah. Yeah. You know. It's like, I don't, I do not get it. These people are, and and some of the people are like, 
you know, like they're, they're bitching and they're saying, this is the, you know, I hate Frightmare. This is the worst con I've ever gone to. And then, and then people are like, what is this your first time? And they're like, no, I came in, in 2019. And we're like, okay, you came in 2019 and this one. That means, that means you came on the two most crowded years that have ever happened. These two years are anomalies. Oh. This is not normal. Oh my God, Amelia! I want you need to send me email addresses and names. All you have to do is go through the and Facebook I will make a list, and I will personally call Biden when we're done recording, and those people will be banned from the internet and cons for life. Oh God, I because I they're assholes. Oh my God, it's like, and, and I swear to God, if every single person who goes online and says that they hate this convention and they hate this hotel, if every single one of those people would just never, ever come back, the, oh. rest, the rest of us would have such a good time. Because this place would clear out and only the people who need to be here would be here. Oh, it's outrageous. Because, you know, I say what people like and I say what places they go to. This this hotel, yeah, there no. is no hotel that's better. Oh, and they're all like, well, they obviously need to move it to a convention center. It's like, fuck you. A convention center is not oh, better. No. And oh, I'm sorry. Going to a convention center means you don't have to sp stand in line for things. Going to a convention center means it's not it's not hot. Going to a convention center means means people don't stink. Oh yeah, and the thing about you know the thing about Frightmare is. I, even though I'm not there this year, I'm saying we because I've been to almost every Frightmare that's ever gone. Yeah, right? so I, I think we've only we. missed like three ever. I think. We are a hard partying, hard drinking crowd. Mm -hmm. And no, do not go to a convention center. It's much more sensible to have it in a hotel. Yeah. Where we're together because we are a hard partying crowd and yeah. Convention centers are for the Comic-Con style autograph hound shit. Yeah. Right and you know, you're, is you not go and that. you drop your 14 year old son off and then you pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. It's for, it's for the people who are only here to get autographs. The rest of us are here to hang out. And be yeah. around each other. And it's like... Now, one thing that, that is difficult is because of the way that the hotel has done this I clearly temporary change because of the kind of contactless aspect of things. Mm -hmm. The bar is no longer really a bar. Oh, so, it's just so disappointing. So you, you can't really hang out in the bar. So, like, our favorite waitresses... If they do still work here, those two particular waitresses that have been here yeah, for fucking I, ever, yeah, 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 I can picture. I can picture. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. Um, it's like if they're still here, I don't know where exactly they're working because there's very little waitressing work to be done. Oh, uh. because the sushi restaurant. There's there's there was a waitress in there, you know, and 
But it's a very small place. There's only like maybe a dozen tables in that whole place. And it's like the the bar itself is no longer... I mean, it's the place where you go in and you order food at the counter and you get like a buzzer like you're in a restaurant and you go back to your table, you pick a table and then they bring you your food. But that's like, that's it. Like, it's not... You're not getting an alcoholic beverage. You're getting like yeah. an iced tea or a soda or whatever. And you're either sitting in the the tables in the bar area or you're sitting in the tables in the, the restaurant next door because it's kind of all open. Um, but it's all the same. It's all treated as one thing now, even though the signs are still up treating them separately. Because obviously, they're. I don't think any of this is permanent. This is all like a temporary change. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because otherwise they would have changed all the signage and taken down the Aces, the Aces bar sign and the Jacob's Spring Grill sign and all that other stuff. All that stuff. Okay, so now I got to ask you because the last time I talked to you was right before the con started. Okay. Did they do the outside food? at the pool or did they no. not do that? No. Okay. And oh I remember my God, you said no and it didn't seem like they were gonna do it, no. but I was just curious if they did. Okay. No. And there are people furious about that. Oh, of course, because that was the thing. And that yeah, because I remember you told me that they had not. Yeah. And I was like, Well they better. Oh, so they didn't. No. But there's also, there. I mean, there's a million options. I mean, yeah, for all yeah. of the complaining people are doing, there is pre-prepared food in this grab-and-go section that's where the gift shop used to be. There's a whole snack bar downstairs that's right there convenient. There yeah. are cash bars where you can buy beer, like beer and wine and cheap cocktails uh, well, not cheap, but simple cocktails. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, my girl. Yeah. I, know. I mean, not top shelf anything, you know, basic shit. Um, all over the place. You know, so. Oh, but, so they, they've totally made up for not having the thing outside then. Right. But like. Okay. Kind of like the way they're, like the way the cash bars would be in the dance and in the karaoke bar and stuff. Yeah. But they've yeah. got them like out on the common areas, like the big you know, convention floor, like where you have the doors going into the different dealers rooms and things. Oh, there's fucking cash bars out there. God, that's new. That's yeah. fabulous. And yet oh, people. So they have totally made up for not having that shit outside in the patio. Right. And people are walking okay. through the dealer's room with a fucking bottle of beer in their hand. Fabulous. And yet people think they have the right to complain. Fuck you know, all fuck of you. Fuck you, people. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand. This con is phenomenally great. Even if, you know, it's like, I'm not someone who gets really, really excited about Scream. But, like, yeah. they have four stars from Scream here. And they're yeah. all getting, like, doing huge business, although Matthew Lillard is outpacing. I mean, 
I guess Nev Campbell is doing pretty fucking good because she doesn't do cons that often. But like Jamie Kennedy, whatever. And Skeet Ulrich, I mean, he's adorable. Oh, but, Nev Campbell but, is there. Okay, so I'm sure that's a big thing. Oh, she's huge. She actually, she's in a completely different area. Like the three, the three Scream guys are like on, on one wall of uh-huh. the end of the dealer's room. And Nev is like the opposite. I, I'll say, I'll say, because you'll understand this. Nev Campbell is in the Elvira corner. Okay. You know exactly oh, yeah, what I mean. I totally know. She's totally. got the Elvira corner right there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go in and to the left. To the yes. left. Right there. <laughs> so that if the if they need line control, there's doors right there so that they can line people out the door if they had to. Yeah. It's like everybody everybody seems to be doing you know, good business. Everybody, you know, good. the dealers, the dealer's room is definitely hopping. Uh, the other room has a lot, the, um, so we have like the enterprise, the Lone Star, the Lone Star is the one on the other side. Uh, yeah. the Lone Star has more, it's more autography than vendor, but the glass okay. where people is there, the, the, um, the guy who sells carnivorous plants, Who's always there. Oh, yeah. I actually okay. chatted okay. with him yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I remember. Okay. <laughs> I chatted with him yesterday. He only has one Venus flytrap left. He's, he, was, he, was, <laughs> okay. he was fun to talk to. I've never actually talked to him before. He's always there. Yeah. Oh, God, I, yeah. No, I totally remember his bit. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, my God. The guy who's always dressed as Jack Nicholson from The Shining. The guy who's always, like, walking around dragging his leg and carrying the axe. Uh He was walking around all day yesterday just in normal, mundane clothes, and it was freaking me out. Ah! (laughs) Who does he think he is walking around trying to look normal when he's the psycho Jack Nicholson guy? Yeah. Oh, you know, and I saw on Facebook a couple nights ago... That, you know, Dr. Evil had arrived at the con. Father Evil. Or Father Evil. Yes. And, you know, he showed pictures of him as him. Yes, when he first, yeah. He wasn't in costume. And I had never seen him as Whatever his his name is, yeah. I seen him as the character, and I was like, oh my god, that's so weird. It's, yeah. 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 Oh, and I should mention, I should mention, because I know I texted this to you while we were waiting yesterday to get into, um, was it yesterday or was it Friday? No, it was yesterday. Waiting to get into the dealer's room because, of course, Father Evil has a, a table in the dealer's room. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Father Evil and I made eye contact. Uh. And he... And he mouthed the words, I love you, to me. Yay! <laughs> and uh, I will not say it here, but did you see what my text response to that was? I can't remember. I don't remember. Okay, I'm probably, I was just like, I'm picking up my phone. I'm looking. Yeah, I will not even say, because you're not going to really want it to be on the show. <laughs> I'm looking. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see it. Oh, and there there was a guy dressed as, um, there was a guy dressed as Captain Spaulding, uh, that was was standing uh, near me. He was, he was way too, he was way too tall though. It kind of was unnerving. It's like, Sid Haig is not that tall. 
or was R.A.P. Oh, I got to talk about, I got, I got to talk a little bit about the guy I had a very long conversation with. And at first I was like, oh, it's fun to have just like a chat while you're waiting. You know, when you just like start up a conversation with some random person at Frightmare, that's always fun. Yeah. But then when you, when you start to realize, oh, this guy thinks COVID isn't real. And, oh lord! Oh, this guy—the the one person more than anything that he's here to meet—is Ginger Lynn. Ah, well, of course, of course. And I was sort of like, "Oh yeah, great, yeah." And then he starts to explain to me how well, because you know, I was a teenager in the eighties, and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I get it, dude. I get it." Oh, and oh, she's meant so much to him, and blah, blah. You know? oh my god! And yeah. he explained how you know, because like last time he 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 came to Frightmare specifically to meet Tracy Lords for the same reason. And I'm thinking, we don't know each other, dude. It's like, oh. <laughs> But yeah, the guy was really, really fucking creepy. Like it started off being one of those conversations where I'm doing a lot yeah. of smiling and nodding, but it's generally okay. Cause like sometimes people are way into something that I'm not into, but I can have that nerdy conversation cause I'm used to that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, but then it's like, oh God, it just turned really, really fucking weird. And then, thank God, he spotted someone he recognized and he walked away for a second. It was like, <laughs> oh, God, thank God. It was just very uncomfortable there for a minute. But, you know, but that's why I was waiting to go in there and get my tattoo. But you there. did it, and that's fabulous. I did. It's like I want to, you know, I. That's. it's like that, maybe that's going to be part of, part of my thing. Maybe that's like. You know, every frightmare I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a tattoo now, maybe. That'll be my new thing. Oh my god. Oh my <laughs> god, next year we'll get one together. Okay. See, it's like we'll most of my together. tattoo ideas have always been on my back, but now I just kind of have this fuck it, I'm gonna get them on my arms. Because why not? Hey, real quick, we recorded all that on Sunday morning, but the con wasn't over until late Sunday afternoon, so I have a bit more to tell. Okay, so one thing that happened on Sunday is I met the artist Timothy Pittidis. I think that's how he pronounces his name. Um, he's the guy who, for quite a few years now, has been creating the poster every year for Texas Frightmare Weekend. And his art is uh, just to die for. And I really, really was excited to get to meet him because, um, well, one, because I love his art. And and two, it was an opportunity for me to tell him how much the poster that I bought in 2018 meant to me. And um, I did kind of warn him when I started the story that, there was some sadness in there, but, um, that, that ultimately it was a, it was a very good story. So to not, you know, to, to not freak out, but you know, in a nutshell that, um, it was the only time I had ever bought a poster. Like I always, I always thought they were really beautiful, but I never, you know, I, I can get overrun with art very quickly. And, um, 
but I really, I was so obsessed with that one. I had to buy it. But then I ended up not coming to Frightmare that year because the day before I would have been leaving for Frightmare was the day that my mother went into the hospital. And of course, I wasn't at Frightmare because I was sitting with her in the hospital holding her hand as she died. And so, you know, literally the date of my mother's death is on that poster. And even though that poster is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life, and it is just a stunning, stunning piece of art. And everyone who's ever been in my house since then and has seen it is always just like, oh my God, what is this incredible thing? You know, they're always just, people are always just shocked by how beautiful it is. Um, You know, it's kind of this, you know, mixed feelings for me. And it actually took me a while, I told him, for me to put it on the wall because, you know, I had mixed emotions. But the main thing about that poster and, and why ultimately it represents something incredibly beautiful for me is that Frightmare isn't set up to ship this stuff. You know, the idea is that you you come to the convention and you have bought this stuff. So when you come to the convention, you pick it up. They are not set up to ship. So I wasn't, the one year I bought a poster, I wasn't going to be there. And I got on the Frightmare Facebook group that year to explain that I wasn't going to be able to come because my mother was in the hospital and a complete stranger who was going to be there uh, sent me a message and she offered to pick it up for me and to mail it to me. And she did, you know, I, I sent her all the information and all the purchase information and she did whatever she had to do to get them to release the poster to her. And she sent it to me and I've, you know, I still have never met her in person. You know, I've tried to, you know, meet up with her since then, but it's just never happened. And it just, you know, this incredibly, incredibly kind thing from a complete stranger and uh, I'm literally getting getting mushy right now thinking about it. But so that poster represents not only, you know, that weekend, but it also represents extreme kindness from a stranger for me. But it was really nice to be able to talk to this artist and to tell him how much I love his work and also to tell him how much I love that particular piece and for all the reasons why I do. Anyway, that was that was a very important thing that day. Um, and another artist I want to talk about, there's, there's another artist that I buy from every time I go, every time at Frightmare. This weekend though, I didn't because he was so busy. Um, his name is Jim Ferguson and he does these beautiful watercolors of like movie scenes like a like a perfect shot from a movie and I have bought I have four different ones that I bought from him and they're just incredibly incredibly beautiful and he always does well but this weekend he had he had posted that um that he was going to be coming to the con alone this year that he was going to be running his table by himself and I had messaged him saying that you know I would definitely 
you know, check in on him from time to time to see if he needed anything. And I did find out that I wasn't the only person who was going to be doing that. But I did make a point of stopping by his table a lot. But the the weirdest thing was he was so swamped all weekend that I couldn't, I mean, apart from the first time I stopped by where I introduced myself and had a brief little conversation with him, like when he was literally, when the dealer's room literally had just opened up right after I talked to the tattoo people, that was the only time I could barely get near his table. It was almost like two deep people at his table constantly. And over the course of the weekend, I watched him sell out of everything and I can't even, I mean, I, I'm so happy for him, but oh my God, he was worked to death. And um, I, but I could also tell that people were definitely bringing him food and drinks and whatever. And he was well taken care of, thank God. But, you know, just watching the amount of art that he brought just dwindle. Like he couldn't even keep stuff on the table. He was selling it so fast. And that is, that is one really nice thing about people come to Frightmare with money. And I mean, everyone I saw buying art from him, no one was buying one. They were all buying like a minimum of three, (laughs) like a minimum of three prints from him. It's just, oh my God. I, I love seeing that. I love seeing talented, awesome people making money. It's just fantastic. And what a good guy. He's really, really good. Nice guy. Jim Ferguson, um, I should, yeah, I should put, I'm going to put links in the show notes. I'm going to make sure y'all can find these artists because they're fantastic. And the other thing, the last panel of the entire con was Ross Marquand. And I mentioned him earlier in the show. Uh, the guy who plays Aaron on Walking Dead. And he, he literally walked into the panel room with his luggage, which was basically a couple of backpacks, uh, because he had to, you know, run and catch a flight as soon as he left. And, um, he was just such a blast and, uh, he just had so much fun and he had never been, he had made a point of saying that this was his first time at Frightmare. And like people always say, he, he was like, I have been, you know, ever since he started doing Walking Dead, he started, you know, have, he's going to a lot of cons. He had never, you know, had a job that would have him going to cons before and except, you know, as a fan and he was like, this con is amazing. This con is so good. You guys have a great thing here. And it just kind of emphasized to me, like the way I was talking earlier about the people who thought they had the right to complain. It's like, yo, you guys don't, you don't know. This con is better than all the other cons. Shut up. So he was having a blast. Uh, he w- he walks in wearing a Critters shirt. So they're like, okay, well, it's nice to know that when someone comes in, they're not just coming in because they're on a show. Like you obviously are one of us. And we, and they end up talking about critters and gremlins too, and all kinds of other random shit. And it was really funny. <laughs> and, uh, they even joked that, Hey, the next time you come to Frightmere, we should just do a screening of gremlins too. And, and you can just sit up here and do live commentary. That would be fat. And we were, we were all like, yeah, sure. We'd come for that. Um, but one thing that was especially cool uh, was that, you know, when we started doing the Q&A stuff with uh, people in the audience asking questions, I was fortunate enough to be the last question at the last panel of Frightmare this year. And um, it was not so much a question as it was a comment, but it was basically uh, 
my general my general feeling about how I it frustrates me how Walking Dead is overlooked and ignored by you know the you know the Golden Globes and the Emmys and whatever because it's not taken seriously when some of the best acting performances you will see anywhere on television or in movies or anywhere is on that show and you don't have to like the show but just believe me there's insane amounts of talent on that show and uh and it's really really uncool and he uh well first he thanked me and he and he said that you know but like when he you know when he first got on the show and he had been a fan of the show obviously and and he had thought that um you know maybe it was because you know shows of that kind of you know you know quote genre shows tend to get dismissed and ignored but then you know game of thrones comes along and gets all the attention and gets nominations and awards and things and it's you know super super uncool um i would absolutely uh just grab the audio from our little exchange uh, if I'd been smart enough to get my mic, my portable mic out, I, I would have been smart enough to record it, but I wasn't. I was just having too much fun just being there. My mic was in my bag because I carry it everywhere I go, but uh, it hasn't been posted yet, but the panels were all filmed and uh, I will definitely pull that out and share it with everybody when it becomes available. But uh, my little exchange with Ross Marquand was definitely a huge highlight of the weekend for me. And, um, I kind of, I kind of got him a little emotional, which was, you know, I didn't, I didn't expect him to get quite, you know, to be quite so touched by it, but it was like, awesome. Cool. And then, you know, to kind of cap off his awesome weekend. And that was great. And then, you know, and then the con was essentially over and I got some, Got some room service and uh, ate some dinner in my room and I turned the TV on for like the first time all weekend because I really wasn't uh, going to hang out in my room with the TV on because because I was at a con. I turned on the TV and flipping channels and oh look, Scream is on. <laughs> so <laughs> I just sat there eating my dinner and watching Scream and it was and I had I hadn't actually watched Scream, you know, all the way through in a really, really long time. And I'd forgotten how fucking great that movie is. God damn it. And it was just the perfect way to just sort of chill out, eating food in a hotel room with my feet up, watching a horror movie at the end of a convention. And I gotta say, staying all the way through Sunday for the first time, I I can't go back. I can't, I can't go back to leaving Sunday morning to drive home. Staying on Sunday, man, it's crucial. Pitney is just going to have to next, next time, next time we do this, we're, he's going to have to take more time. We're just going to have to, because it's not acceptable. We have, to, we have to stay the whole time. It's necessary. So, uh, Texas Frightmare Weekend, baby. It's the fucking best. So, I gotta get this thing edited. Shit. I gotta put this up. Alright. Thanks for listening. If you enjoy our show, please take a moment to rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. 
If you send us a screenshot of your review, we'll send you a Bitchin' Boutique sticker. Everyone loves stickers! Please subscribe or add us to your favorites wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribers get new episodes first and are also more attractive. Drop us a line anytime at pitneyandamelia at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. first got on the show he remembered kind of feeling how weird that was because he was also a fan of the show and thinking how you know well helicopter <laughs> damn helicopter <laughs> go away